I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome once again to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We are a program about thinking, of course, but also about acting, about contributing to a better society. It's our contention at the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Brazil that if we understand the benefits of good action, we would all be more inclined toward it. Perhaps we've forgotten that tenet of society, that do-unto-others creed that earlier generations grew up with. I'm not sure when it happened exactly, but somewhere along the way, being good got a bad rap. It became cool to not care, to look after number one only. Maybe we threw the goodness baby out with the bathwater when we were marching for revolution in the 60s and trying to undo everything the man had erected. But we tuned out on some good stuff, too, not just the insanity of war. It's fundamental to our society to do good, but it's also essential to our sanity. And with the horror of Norway, another reminder of how off-track we humans are, it might be good to remind ourselves that we have contributed. Lessons from Norway today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Our program runs on the Positive World Radio Network, and it's downloadable through iTunes as well. And all of our archives are on our site at healingthroughconsciousness.com. There was quite a discussion, too, on our Thinking with Somebody Else's Head Facebook page over the weekend about whether or not we have an animal nature. And part of that discussion has stimulated my thoughts for our program today. Just to let you know where I come down on that question, my study here of Dr. Norberto Kepi's work shows me that we don't have an animal nature at all, but we do have a lot of attitudes against our true good, beautiful, and truthful essence that make us sometimes act worse than animals, as we saw in Norway. Anyway, join us there on Facebook for some good stuff with our very thoughtful and thought-provoking listeners to thinking with somebody else's head. Love to have you join us there. You know, the situation that's happened in, um, in Norway is, is terrible. The situation with Amy Winehouse happening on the same day, very sad as well. We'll be discussing those with Dr. Claudia Baron-Harper-Shaku in a few moments. But I want to just make a few sort of initial comments about it. Uh, this issue of, of our social life is really something to see. When we're kids... You know, we, we see life kind of in this wonderful way, most of us. Then as we become teens, we start to enter society. And mainly when we begin to enter work, uh, then, then we see that life is completely different. <laughs> because the society that we live in is not a particularly friendly society today. It's a very neurotic society. Uh, you'll notice that uh, we're seeing a total lack of interest these days in culture, uh, advanced civilization, complete lack of interest in the arts. Not complete, but you understand what I'm saying there. Much less interest in the arts. The human being today is no longer the human being who was interested in elevated things, things of value like theological things, metaphysical things, aesthetic values. And we've turned into basically money makers. Uh, if you compare the level of dialogue conversations that the old artists of the classical music period had, for example, compared to our artistic level of conversation today, wow, you'll be shocked by that. So this is really a desire that people have of not being who we are, of not improving who we are, but really of trying to be different from who we are. It's an inverted sense of values in our society. Our, our question today is not love your fellow man, uh, the way society is presently, this principle has been exchanged for hate one another or compete with one another. 
So society is not protecting us. And um, Dr. Kepi would talk about how our arrogance is dominating our world today. And this is the problem of the Norway shooter, right? He's the one to decide who lives and who dies. Enormous arrogance. We see this in the creation of war, the financial insanity of Wall Street. Uh, these institutions put themselves above the people's needs. And this is an inverted society. This is what we're living in today. And what the science of Norberto Kepi can help us to understand better, particularly his book, Liberation of the People, highly recommended and available on our website at healingthroughconsciousness.com. We're nearing the deadline for the United States to raise the debt ceiling or go bankrupt. I don't know what's going to happen as I'm recording this. That deadline is approaching tomorrow. So I brought in my friend Gilbert Gambucci to talk a little bit about the roots of the economic crisis to give us some consciousness. Then Claudia Bernhard Pacheco will join us after Gilbert and his segment on the situation, the monetary situation, and the roots of the financial crisis. Dr. Kepi talks a lot about the sort of deadliness of having an economy based on speculation. Maybe you should talk about that too, Gilbert, because that's like a fundamental underpinning of Dr. Kepi's economic view, isn't it? Yes, you know, it might be good to uh, start with um, this idea that people are blaming the situation of our economy on the past uh, eight, obviously, bellicose years. But it's not the origin of the problem. You know, let's say the last ad, uh, presidential administration, they were using an idea uh, that actually is, comes from ancient Rome, in that uh, if you want peace, prepare for war. It's an old Roman saying that really it's wrong, this saying. It doesn't work. You know, if you want peace, you have to bring peace. <laughs> you know, and if you attack people, then they will attack you even more and they won't stop. You know, and this puts a discord into the population, this idea of creating war. There's no benefit to it at all. And if you want to speak just about economy, it's devastating to the economy. But this is not the origin of what is of the crises that we are experiencing right now in the United States and worldwide as a result. What are the origins? Where, how far back do we have to go? We're not going to go back to ancient Rome to find the roots of this problem. Where, where does it begin, this, this crisis that we're seeing today, Gilbert? Well, you know, in the 80s, I was working directly with Dr. Kepi in New York. And uh, he wrote a book at that time. The first book that he wrote in the States was, um, it was called The Decay of the United States and of the American People. And we call it a decay book. And this book, it was written very much in the spirit of uh, the late President John Kennedy, who said that a free society is a critical society. That is to say, it's good to bring up the real problems, to analyze them so that they can be resolved and move forward into what Kennedy called the new frontier. And so in the 80s, there were, um, Kepi was analyzing problems that were happening in the economy. Things he saw when he moved there in the early 80s, right? Yes. Well, you know, there was, I mean, they were kind of obvious, you know, agriculture was going out of business. In just the year eight, uh, 1982 alone, 34,000 farms in the United States went bankrupt. Wow. And this was the tendency throughout this decade. And industries were moving out of the country to where there was cheaper, uh, cheaper labor. 
Okay, and so there was uh, the real economy, the industry, the agriculture, the real workforce uh, was in shambles. You know, it was deteriorating. So what happened at that time? Instead of addressing these real problems to see how it would be possible to help uh, the agriculture of the United States, to help the industries, uh, the workforce, what happened was there was an introduction of what is called, everyone knows, Reaganomics. And so what was Reaganomics essentially? Mm -hmm. He really stimulated the speculative market. Okay, so what happened? Even, for example, not just big companies who, who speculate, but even individuals, people, anybody. Everybody started speculating in the stock market more and more. And so what happens? You know, you make some money working, you put it in the stock market where you would... Uh, the returns would be uh, enormous in, in, in many cases. And so people stopped working, you know, one step at a time. People began to work less and less and just started earning money, if I could put it this way, doing nothing. That is, servicing no one with anything. Even some of the funds that have been created today, Gilbert, these very uh, elaborate hedge funds and derivative funds, they're all sort of like a way of hedging your losses or protecting your losses, but they're so sophisticated and complicated, and actually nothing is produced in the in the buying and selling of these hedge funds, these derivatives. It's a totally speculative balloon that has no real product attached to it. This is what you're talking about, right? Yes, and imagine, Rich, uh, people putting money in their pockets through these processes, trying to explain to people that, look, your economy is going down. And but how is it going down? We've never had more money ever floating around, you know? And so people were not perceiving that the real economy was going down. Now, look, there's a difference between economy and finances. You know, and maybe it's on purpose that, that this is not clarified. For people who, who have um, secondary intentions don't want us to know this, you know? There is the real economy. This is the workforce, and specifically, it's industry, it's agriculture, it's, uh, it's even commercial trade, international trade, all of the, the result of activity. A product of generating something, right? Yes, yeah, something where you benefit <laughs> from, from what's, what, what the work is. And then there's the financial aspect, which deals with setting prices on things to facilitate the real economy. Okay, so they are two different things. They're not one thing. So if this speculative market falls, and when I say speculative market, I mean this money that doesn't exist. If that falls, um, that would be good for the real economy. The real economy then would have a chance to move forward, to develop. Yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln said something very interesting. Well, let's go back to one of the great presidents of the United States. And he said, and I, Dr. Kepi was talking about this in his book, Liberation of the People, which was the second book he wrote in the United States when he was there in the early 80s, early to mid-80s, Lincoln said, nothing good can be enjoyed without having first required some work. So this idea, I think, is a psychological issue, Gilbert, that we want to get something for nothing. We want to put our... One of my students was telling me the other day he invested some money in the Brazilian stock market, which is nothing like the American stock market, but in two weeks his money made 30%. Well, that's totally 
out of reality. That money doesn't really exist in any way. So, But this is the idea we have, that I put a little bit of money here in the stock market, and then magically, somehow, like a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat, I'm going to make 10 or 15 or 20 or, if I'm lucky, 30%. This is totally illus- uh, illusory, isn't it? Yes. You know, Rich, some uh, 15, 18 years ago, I, I was in Moscow for a couple of weeks, Moscow, Russia. And it was just after the perestroika initiative there with uh, Gorbachev. And uh, what happened was, what, what, I, what was plain there was that there were many people who had lots of money, they had lots of rubles, but there was nothing to buy. <laughs> and so where is the wealth? Where is the real wealth? You know, if people are not working, if we're not servicing each other, quality of life comes from the quality of work that we do for each other and not the amount of money that you have. So in this extreme example, and this is what is happening with the United States today. You know, if we don't do a good service for each other, if we stop working, then it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's There's nothing that... Um, supports that money. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. represent anything. Yes. I forget the city now, but there's a big protest in a part of the United States where they produce a lot of pipe, or where they used to produce a lot of pipe, industrial pipe, and pipe for plumbing, these kinds of things. And there's an enormous protest happening in this town, in this area of the United States, and I'm sorry I forget where it is now, because of the pipe that's being imported from India. So they've been farming out this production to Mexico and India and particularly China, countries like Brazil, for for decades now, this has been happening, in, in an attempt to keep the prices down, so-called, but it's caused an enormous corruption of the industrial base and the farming base of the United States, hasn't it? Yes, you know what, Rich, behind that, what is happening is somebody is making more money on the speculative market. Yes. This is why they do this. They say it's because, oh, the the labor is cheaper. No, they're getting more money on this speculative market. Now, if you want to understand what is our crisis exactly, we do have uh, an answer that needs to be um, become aware of. It needs to be conscientized so that we know better what is the origin of the problem. So, um, look, there's something in one of Dr. Kepi's books called Work and Capital. On page 71 of this book, um, there's something very interesting here, how he shows that if the speculative market uh, develops greatly, if it really becomes much stronger than the other end of the process, what is the other end of the process? It's those who work. What happens is those who work suffer. And if those who work be, uh, get into a very difficult situation, then how you make money with money doesn't exist anymore. And the whole thing comes down uh, together, as is now happening. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Positive World Radio Network, and we're back in just a moment. Don't go away. This is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're on the Positive World Radio Network. We're also in iTunes, and you can find us on our site at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. Could I take a moment just to invite you to check out our site? And please send it out to some of your contacts. Uh, One of the things I think that's so important about the work we do 
is for people to hear it. <laughs> this is sort of <laughs> obvious, isn't it? <laughs> but you, we, 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 I think, I think the, the program we do has a lot of value, and I would really like people to well, become more aware of it. Considering you know. the downloads, people are hearing us. Yeah, people are listening yeah. to the program. Over 400,000 downloads of our radio programs since dating back to about 2006, I think. And... Uh, uh, lots of interest, you know, to comments on our Facebook pages. And so there are people who are accessing it. But, you know, we this social network is here for us to spread the good word. So yeah. let people know about what we're doing, please. That's important. I don't know where to start, Claudia. There's so many things happening since we last had you on the program that maybe we could give a little bit of a trilogical view of how you see the, the situation in first in Norway. Boy, that's a well, we can That's start, a heavy, heavy story. We can start from yeah. Norway case, and then we go to England. Amy with Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, yeah. and then we go forward, and then we get to us. Yeah. Because we are, like, always having something to do with what is happening out there. Ah, uh, this is so important. When, yeah, because when we are, when we read something, something astonishing, something so. Shocking, horrible, horrible. So shocking. Everybody wants to know and wants to know because. They feel, they sense, there is something vibrating innerly that is involved in the situation. Somehow they're, they're um, involved in it, somehow identified with it yeah, in some way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, so we're identified with what's happening. And so let's look at the, the situation there. This young man, uh, by the way, it's always interesting. They say there were maybe two or three shooters, but we only hear about one. There's, there are reports that the gun... Gunshots were coming from different angles. And so we never, it's like the Kennedy assassination. We never know what's really going on there, right? Uh, the we other... know for sure, and I know for sure, that this guy is absolutely not working alone, right. first. Second, that behind him, there are forces that even he doesn't know about. Right. That he's being like... He's like a marionette, right? Marionette. He's being controlled. Yes, and the group also. Because we can can understand uh, what are the intentions behind this from the results that we get from what happened. Uh, So... Go ahead. Okay. We, we can. We also. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> this is, a, and I want to talk about these forces behind me because I think this is important. Uh, also, it's always interesting in these cases how these guys are so good at shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're trained somehow. Mm-hmm. They have lots of money to fund all these weapons and arms, and they don't seem to work, or uh, nobody seems to know what they do, but they seem to have access to these things all the time. So these are factors that uh, need to be analyzed. And they have a tremendous publicity for what they do. Yeah. A worldwide media coverage. Recognition somehow. No, they have all the publicity. Even his writings are all posted in the internet in integ- integral version yeah, of yeah, this. The whole thing, right? So it's a, an enormous publicity. So people, everybody, it's not only a fact that is something that happened and, and that media wants to sell. No, there are many, um, many interests behind this, behind the scenes. And... You see, uh, Richard, all the time, these hidden forces wanting to create trouble. 
wanting to create confusion, wanting to create tension, social tension, revolution, civil wars, wars. So they are trying all the time. They are planning all the time. How come those uh, billionaires, figures of United States military industry, how is it going to to continue that way? So economy went downhills lately because who pays the bills of the United States government and all the guns and all the weapons and all this spending on military so United States can be on the top? Because you see, uh, the American people, they are not really aware of what is behind their government. No. And even Obama is trying to be a little bit more sensible, and they don't let him be. American people is an emotional, they are emotional, very emotional people. They think things can be worked out as a miracle, as a and then a, a, a bill or a, a, a new theory that would miraculously <laughs> resolve their problem. Yeah. But what we see behind the scenes is that who is pulling the strings? The strings in the United States. They have been using war and drugs to support their economy. For some time now. Yeah, for, for a time. long time. Yeah. So drugs and war. Take us inside how that works, Claudia, how you see that. You wrote a book called The American Drug Multinational back in the early 90s, I think, that was a bomb of a book. It was a fantastic thing. This book, I, I believe, is available on our sites at healingthroughconsciousness.com. If it's not, write me personally. I'll make sure you get a copy of that at joneshealing at gmail.com. But take us inside this world you're talking about, the world behind, the people controlling the strings. How do you and, and Dr. Kepi see that? Well... Uh, we see we are scientists, so um, following Freud's orientation, if you want to see the intentions, you see the results. If you want, always, always, the hidden intentions. Show and, up in the results. Yeah, and this is very Christian too, a Christian philosophy. You see the, the tree f through the fruits. Yeah. So if you want to see who is, go and also in invest investigative journalism or um, law, if you want to see who is the guilty one, so see or try to find out who had the benefits, who won with that thing. So you see... Yeah, follow uh, the money in a way, follow right? Follow the you, money, yeah. follow the advantages, follow, yeah. and then you see what, what is happening. Who's, who's benefiting from this sure. militaristic system is certain And people. now for a time, uh, you see that the world is fed up with wars. Don't people want peace? People want to f to feed their their citizens. They want to dress up uh, who is who is naked. And they want to have their homes, their ceilings <laughs> above them. So they want to <laughs> not be, living in a tent in they wanna, San Diego. They want to enjoy life. They are fed up with wars and all these conflicts. So who benefits with the wars and conflicts? The producers, the military industry. So this is the thing. And, and, and as we see now, the world is, is not, it's not ready for a third world war. They don't want that. No, people do not want They this. don't want, they want no. peace. And on the other hand, the, 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 the people who pull the strings, they want to create confusion, 
competition, and they are and they are many times getting there because they create such a hell in Europe, bringing all those immigrants with these new laws. And so when they brought uh, immigrants to Europe, instead of creating conditions for those uh, Islamic peoples to produce their own uh, goods and, and industrialize them and develop them in their own countries, this is a similar thing we do here in Brazil. The people from northern come northeast they come to sao paulo and no. then we create a hell in sao paulo northeast of brazil we come here a without lot of any violence yeah. because so the governments are not wanting to develop the northeast and they have their own corruption corrupt interests in this and so we pay the price we here in sao paulo state and sao paulo city we pay the price we pay the bill because then all those poor people come down and they bring violence and they bring all this uh, hell to us And we would prefer much better that people who are in the northern region of Brazil, if we would, by paying our taxes, as we pay so much so much taxes here in yeah. Sao Paulo, so this money could uh, bring them development. And they would prefer much, much better to stay where they are, yeah. where they were born. Develop it there. Sure. So the same thing with um, the, the Arabs and the Islamic people, the Turks, and those poor countries, if they would have their own economy developed, they would prefer much better. So when they bring those people to Europe, they are creating an instability and friction, and that's what they want. It's not really a matter of uh, racism. It's a matter of creating an economic horrible situation for everybody. So they start blaming the immigrants and not the people in power who brought, who made the laws to bring in the immigrants. And uh, so and the, they are blaming different yeah. targets. And, and at the same time, setting up an economic system where we exploit those poor countries where the people have nothing there, they have to come to the more uh, developed countries. Yes, exactly, countries. exactly. And like, like they did in Colombia, like they did in Afghanistan, yeah. and they, like they did in many other countries who they created a situation where they had to produce drugs, to plant cocaine and heroin and produce drugs. So they became, the poorest countries became the drug producer countries. Yeah. And, and because because producing drugs, selling drugs, distributing drugs and selling drugs, it's a huge profit. For who? For whom? For those who are on the top of the pyramid, yeah. for sure. Yeah, not the workers inside the the Not the, the workers, no. because many people <laughs> would prefer much better many Colombians if they would have means to make money with coffee and other other plantations or other industrialization or whatever instead of producing cocaine. You know, we see this all the time, Claudia. We see people living in areas that are very, very rich in terms of resources and, and having nothing because these these resources, these industries and stuff are controlled by farms and things controlled by very large yeah, conglomerates. Yeah, 300 families. Yeah, 300 families So now the all these theories about the, the conspiracy theories. So why do you think they are they are publicizing so much that this crazy guy this norwegian is a radical fanatic of the the right wing because he's speaking against immigration he's speaking against this and that so everybody who speaks against all these new laws they are crazy 
or yeah. they are dangerous. So what they do is to create even more paranoia, even more instability, even more like frictions to start a conflict, and that's what they want. And to deflect the um, to deflect the responsibility away from the powerful and into the people. You know, you see this all the time. The uh, situation in Greece now, this crisis in Greece, is being blamed on the baby boomers because. Well, there's certainly there's an aspect of, of uh, we baby boomers wanting too much, but they never put the finger on the economic policies that started 50, 60 years ago that have led to the situation that we're in today where we're borrowing more money than we have and we're investing it in crazy speculative ventures and derivatives so and hedge funds. banks own the countries now in the governments. Governments are not free anymore. The banks own the countries. This is the reality. And who supports the banks? Who gives the money to the banks? Mm, governments. And peoples, and, yeah, and, mostly. <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. And whose money do they give? We yeah. give our money. So, Claudia, this is like, um, uh, I think you put your finger on a fundamental thing and thinking think in a very broad way about about the real cause of our problem today. Not being the people necessarily, the immigration, the... A conspiracy theorists, but the the fact that it's this is all being manipulated in some way from above, and this is something we don't talk very much about. And Kepi talks a lot about in his work, doesn't he? It's fantastic how he treats this subject. Well, he did mostly some time ago before things got so much worse. Yeah, before this hell started in Europe. And uh, in the United States, he, he tried to avoid that. Yeah. And then we were arrested yeah. and uh, persecuted. Uh, so now he takes more care about psychopathology, more physics, and he's watching what is happening. Uh, with great, uh, great attention. Great attention and concern, but he's not a political activist no. at all. We are back in just a moment. The program is thinking with somebody else's head on the Positive World Radio Network, an expansive view of what's going on, the causes of what's going on in our very disturbed world uh, of current, current world. We are back in just a moment. Don't go away. Thinking with somebody else's head, I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. We're on the Positive World Radio Network in iTunes on our website at healingthroughconsciousness.com. Dr. Claudia bernhardt Pacheco has joined us for, I think, a hot topic. Claudia, you know, I feel as you're speaking, you know, it, it, can, uh, it can be very much misunderstood by people who are not open to understanding what you're saying. That this is uh, not a question of blaming immigrants, but of blaming a system that has been set up worldwide, whereby developing nations are exploited with no opportunity. They then look to the more developed countries, Germany, Norway, as we were talking about, United States, Canada, in order to find a solution. And uh, this doesn't solve any problem because the the fundamental problem of the powerful is not being addressed, not being now, tackled. You, you can see that this may be something similar, and they have been trying to do this in Europe to create a situation like similar to September 11 where they created all this blowing up of these two towers and what came behind this a system of repression and um, surveillance surveillance that is unprecedented unprecedented no, in history of human beings unprecedented. and they are willing to create this 
in Europe as well. By you, well, okay. So now I so see what you're saying. So now they using can this justify. Yeah. They say we ha- we must avoid these crazy people to do this. So we have to observe. We have to surveil. Yeah, no, we have to to, to, have to, to watch, mm-hmm. listen, listen to the conversations. Keep TV your com- emails, emails, cell phones, everything, put, everybody put to be cameras controlled. Cameras everywhere. Yeah, cameras all over and. Um, uh, Airports, airport surveillance, uh, everything, frisking people more, everything, cutting back on the the rights of human beings, and we can expect this to come to Brazil as well sooner or later. So they use these situations, which have been stimulated by them, they use these situations to then impose a level of control in in a, a more level of control than we already have. So they have the permission and the support. Of every household or every family will support and say yes, we need that. We are under risk, and we f- and they do this to their to their real demons, enemies, demonic enemies. So they give in, and they say, okay, we give in to our privacy, in order to prevent or to um, uh, protect our lives yeah. and the lives of our children. Diminish the possibility of this happening again in the future. This is the thing. And many, many people will say, no, we need that. It's necessary. The Islamic people, they are organizing and blah, 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 blah. Taking over the world. Yes. We have to defend ourselves. They are invading our house. Yeah, they are invading somehow, but they are they are sent. And they have no other option because of the political um, decisions of these three Hundred families, or these powerful, the richer, the richest, who control the planet, the and mostly, yeah, the, and the, mostly the bankers. They are always, they are always, the ones who are protected, who are like everybody has to pay for their bills, and their supposed uh, debts. Who pays for all this? We pay for this. <laughs> yeah, we pay. We pay over and over and over again. Over and over and over. So this is this is really demonic. This is really demonic, and this has nothing to do with fundamentalism, because they want to create a, a fundamentalistic idea, religious fundamentalism, which is horrible too, fanatic, radical, and the and the radical and fanatic and emotional people don't reason. They are very much manipulated, very much easily manipulated. So you're seeing this in a a rather, um, I think, complex way now, Claudia, of not not just a a conspiracy of powerful, certainly that, but also a collusion by us by not understanding this better. And I can see now as you're speaking that there's a lot of this kind of typecasting, you know. There's a lot of this that happens in politics. You get typecast as a liberal. And the moment somebody calls you a liberal, that means a series of things, whether you believe that or not. If you get typecast as a fundamentalist Christian... You mean, you mean, a label. It's a label. Mm -hmm. And they put a label on people. So now this guy's a liberal. Okay, that means he's XXXXXXX. This person is... They believe in creationism, so they're fanatical. Blah, blah, they believe literally the blah blah blah. Extreme right wing, extreme left wing, conspiracy theorists, or communists, or whatever, and or terrorists all over. So everybody's terrorist. Yeah, no. If you think anything differently, you're a terrorist. And who are the true terrorists? 
Who starts the terror in the world? Yeah, this is interesting. If you see, there's a film out now called the... Um, it's called The International with Clive Owen. It's an a exploration of how the banking industry funds both sides of the war in a civil war situation or any kind of war situation. And they sell arms and weapons, but this is not how they make the money. They make money on the debt created by stimulating the war. And they make debt from both sides. They make the money from the debt of both sides inside the war, the conflict. So it, they're talking about this in the world, but nobody seems to have the consciousness to, of what to do about it that you're talking about. We get vo- involved in labeling and compartmentalizing and not so seeing the truth. So what triggers inside of us? Our paranoia. The basic idea everybody has that the evil thing is coming from outside. Even considering this powerful, this powerful evil guys who are on the top of the pyramid. If we and, who, and by the way, Claudia, who have meetings, who discuss these yeah. factors. They, this isn't something that's just happening by mm. chance. They, these are these are all programs. These are movements that are planned, organized, globalization, Im- immigration. Everything. Yeah, okay. So all programs. Continue your thoughts. Sorry. But I don't want to make people now paranoid with them because this is not our work. Our work is to bring the consciousness of psycho and sociopathology. And and to realize that all this evil that is dominating the world, this inverted thought that money and power and prestige are the basic needs of human beings and spirituality left aside and the true Christian principles, not the fundamentalists, because Christian was never, ever a fundamentalist. He was against the fundamentalists all the time. He was he against was, the structure always. He was always speaking about the Pharisees, who were the fundamentalists of the time. So if we would be really Christians, we would have a much, much more tolerant and spiritual attitude that would uh, take away their power to do what they do. If we follow their philosophy, consumer philosophy, paranoid philosophy, we are feeding there. We are feeding them. We're doing their game. But if we would be more spiritual, more into good action and, and understanding the true metaphysics, we would weaken them because we would not fight them directly, but we would reinforce ourselves and our in our lives and what we do and the way we live, we would reinforce and be independent from them eventually, you see? So our work is not putting people against anyone. It's to show that we have inside of ourselves a true enemy that is upside down, that is following an inverted philosophy of life, and that we create the the biggest troubles for ourselves and as mu- as as more we become paranoid and projective against anyone even against the powerful even against those who are pulling the strings uh, this doesn't help we we become emotional 
We we lose angry. our angry and we lose our reason, our common sense, our means to to be more human. This is the mistake a lot of activists make, Claudia. They make this mistake. They get involved and angry and frustrated, then they want to lash out without seeing this dialectical point you're making. So you said at the beginning that this uh, situation in Norway, this man who killed eighty or ninety people, horrible situation. It's a typical example. Yeah. Of a, a, a person who was led by his emotions. Right. Yes, okay. And uh, you said that this has relationship to us now. So let's come to that. Let's have this, let's make this dialectical therapeutic aspect, which I love about our show, that we're trying to, th- to bring therapy, to calm the situation down. What, what is this signifying for us individually, this horrible situation in, in Norway? How, what can we take from this in terms of our own? Self-understanding. Well, well uh, I would, I would do a play role here, Richard. <laughs> role play. Yeah. <laughs> a role play. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, and ask you, what do you associate this guy and what he did with? Okay. Destruction, evil, um, out of control. What did he destroy? He destroyed young people. Purity. Yeah. G- uh, g- um, the future, idealism. idealism, hope. Hope. So, what do we do all the time in our lives? We destroy hope. We destroy our purity. Our idealism. Our idealism. Our good actions. We become paranoid. We attack other people that are innocent. Not only outside in 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 the the large society, in the broad. Um, sense, but uh, we do this in our families, amongst our relationships, in our jobs, in our, with our friends. We take we away attack. our opportunities. We take away. We destroy our opportunities. We pick up bad and negative things to uh, destroy hope and idealism. We th- we say it doesn't work. It it, it it's not worthy. So it won't, well, you won't see? Make it won't make any difference. Yeah, and we blow up our virtues, our sanity. We blow up our happiness. We blow up our chances to be healthy, balanced, enjoy the life that we could enjoy as much as we could, could enjoy it. This is something that uh, all of us do. It's human tendency. See a, a, a couple's fight. For instance, okay. isn't that a terrorism inside the house? Isn't that like blowing up our health, our mental health, our our ment- our psychological balance, our energies? We blow up. How we eat, so, we destroy so our often. bodies. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. do the same. So that's why we feel so much identified with it. We do the same. The same thing, obviously not with guns shooting yeah. other people. But sometimes even do that. Sometimes yeah. we even do that, yes. Yeah. The way people drive, the way people um, take Disrespect care of themselves. Disrespect their own lives. For instance, if you take a car, if you ride a car above some uh, speed, mm-hmm. you are being immoral because you are throwing away the a valuable life, which is like your life our lives, a life, one life, has an enormous value in itself. And if we treat our lives irresponsibly like this, with uh, these extremes in, in, in sports, for instance, radical sports, 
or driving a car irresponsibly, or driving or motorcycles, taking drugs, like or this. taking too much medicines, yeah. or whatever, eating improperly, fighting, uh, having too much hatred because it destroys, blow up our system, and all this. Being too aggressive. Being so. too aggressive. This is, it's, it's, it's taking away, is despising life. This is immoral, unethical. This is the same thing that this guy did. The same, in, in another pro proportion. Look. The same. We're back in just a moment. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Positive World Radio Network. And we're back soon. Thinking with somebody else's head on the Positive World Radio Network. You know, before the break, Claudia, you were saying something as, as, as I was aware of the experience inside me as you were talking about how we do to ourselves sometimes to our loved ones, yeah. what this guy did in, in Norway, uh, in, in, uh, in, the same, in the same way. It's not, it's not that saying he, he was bigger than us. No, it's the same thing because you said every life is precious. Every life is of immense value. So anytime we destroy any aspect of our lives, we're doing exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same energetic um, attitude as he had killing all these people. That is a phenomenal consideration that you've raised today. Let's go across the ocean to, uh, to England. Yeah. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. By the way, uh, I personally am, am saddened by her, uh, but the loss of her, because I consider her a, a talent of a generation. Uh, there's one, an Elvis Presley, an Amy Winehouse, uh, Billie Holiday that comes along, you know, <laughs> very, very infrequently. She was enormously talented. If you see pictures of her when she was young, extraordinarily beautiful. Now, let me ask you something. Okay. Richard. Do you perceive how much attraction she had or she... Manifested in some way she... That people f was attracted to her decay. Yes. That when she was more beautiful, more healthy, more balanced... Yeah. Nobody talked about her. Nobody talked That's about true. her. She had, she was not so uh, as successful as she became when she started to manifest true. her destructivity. In fact, I remember an award she won in England, a Brit Music Awards, where she won the award after she came out of re rehabilitation. There was an enormous amount of focus on her. Look at this girl. She's... Super, she's overcoming her difficulty, and wow, that's incredible. You're right, Claudia. When she was healthier, there was not nearly so much. Yeah, no, no. Same with Michael Jackson. No, yeah, the same. So uh, when people show, um, look how Amy was in the beginning, how beautiful she was, and then later... You can feel, even inside of you, if you look at the pictures, some kind of demonic or strange attraction to that horror that you see in the picture. And you say, wow, what different she was. Look, she was against everything and everybody. Sending all the pictures out on the internet. Look, look yeah, at the yeah, difference. Everybody yeah, like wow. stasiados. <laughs> like surprised, shocked, uh, amazed at the thing. A big attraction. Look at that. So destruction produces a lot of attraction uh, from 
people. Yes. Because of this inversion, we suffer. People are like attracted to like a, unconsciously. Like we have the flies same, to a light. We have the same tendency, the same inversion. We thought Amy was too squared, too boring, just another a kind of normal. Regular, beautifully girl, like so. When she became all destroyed, she was different. She was attractive. She was a star. She was a leader. And this happens again and again and again. So it's not difficult for the drug dealers on the top of the the pyramid to control all the young people and the talents and everybody with drugs, and it, they can control. Um, the the more artistic, the more liberal ones with like heroin, like cocaine, and like those heavy drugs. But they do control as well the the normal squared people with uh, medical drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, because it's similar the effect. It's a, it's not that different. So if you feel a, some problem, you go directly to your doctor and you complain and he's saying, no, you don't deserve to suffer this. Enjoy your life. Take this and take that. So if you are feeling depressed, don't think about it. Don't, don't even think about the, the, the way you were living or don't question. Don't question the habits and the customs and, and the values of our society and why you are feeling unhappy. Don't question those. But just take those magic pills and you will stop thinking. Incredible what you just said. Don't question. It's like uh, we have all these soldiers coming back from the war now who are having a very difficult time readjusting to the society. And the articles that I'm reading are all saying, well, but we have to help them readjust back into the society. But what about questioning why we're having war? This is, We're not doing, we're not questioning the so system. Everybody now is saying, oh, everybody's depressed. The world is depressed. Depression uh, is a disease that uh, raised so much. Yeah. So we have two two sides of the cord two sword yeah two 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 sides of the of the same sword yeah we have one side which is um making people think they must take drugs so to sell antidepressants depressive depressants and antidepressives yeah so this is the way they commercialize antidepressants depressives and another another side is Previously, when people were depressed, and everybody, all the time, during all the history of humanity, had depression, because human beings went, went against their true beings, their true nature, their true essence. Every, every, all the time, human, human beings have an, had an inverted society with inverted values, and they uh, behaved against their own beings and against their own nature. So, but when they had those things, they had to, well, they thought, they reflected, they, they did philosophy. <laughs> they philosophized. <laughs> they uh, they used their common sense, the reason. And when this started to happen in the late of the 19th centuries, when human rights went up, the declaration of human rights, mm -hmm. and not only that, but questioning the values of the powerful in society started to increase democracy in such being. a way that democracy, human rights... And uh, freedom were on the top of our considerations, considerations yes. 
and changing the way we educated our children not to be uh, small slaves or for this economic and political and philosophical slavery. So when this started to happen in the late of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century, they already started to think how Will we stop all those artists, intellectuals, women, youngsters, uh, revolutionaries, revolutionaries to do? What, how are we going to stop them? Shall we, shall we kill all of them? How 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 are we going to do? So, they created the program of drugging everybody, and that's what happened. And so they have, they profit from this. And they control the brain, the yeah, brains yeah, and the minds. Yeah, and world wars and all these things, uh, depressions. And we stupid, and the people stupid, think that an Amy is uh, a contester, like yeah. she, she is doing something against social values. Yeah. And not that she's a total slave of those people in the top of the pyramid. Yeah. She's a total slave working for them all the time and creating a leadership amongst all those youngsters that will let them, lead them to destruction yeah. and to buy drugs and to consume drugs and to pay the uh, powerful to die. They, in, in, they, they die and they pay for their death. Incredible to think of her as a member of the establishment in this way. Amazing. But you said something, in not, not as a rebel at all. But no, at all. Not at all. <laughs> the rebel is you. Yeah. You said something that struck me because I, 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 these are symptoms, like these kinds of things are symptoms. And the idea we have as human beings is, um, well, this is the situation we have now, so now we have to deal with it. And we never go to the cause. We don't get to, but wait a minute. Okay, we have this situation of depression. All right, but this is not right. This is not normal. And we can't just say, well, let's just treat the depression now. We need to see that this is a symptom, that we're very far off what we should be very far away from the true nature now, of the we, human being. We, our work, Richard, is not, it's revolutionary, as you said, because it brings consciousness. And there is nothing those people fear the most as consciousness. And not only consciousness of, about their criminal behavior, socially, economically speaking, but we bring the consciousness of their mental illness. They are mentally and psychologically, emotionally sick, very sick. And this, it's very difficult for them to, to bear the consciousness that what they do is against themselves, is against their own balance, against their own uh, usufruto. Uh, to, take, to take advantage, to take advantage of something. They cannot enjoy their lives. Yeah, they they ca cannot they take... live fully. They are absolutely uh, slaves of, of the demons, of Lucifer. They are Lucifer's slaves. And they enjoy being like destroying other people and destroying themselves. So this is something that is very sick. It's craziness. It's pathology. And this is something that they cannot... They don't want to see, because if they really and fully saw, they are going to perceive that they are following the wrong leader. They are following a loser and not the winner. Right. And they, in the end of the run, they will be losers because they are already losers and they will become conscious of this. They went against who they were, the true of, their, of themselves.
And so this is for us to understand. We have to stop doing this to ourselves. Yeah. And uh, as we start no, getting we more conscious... No, we have to see, to become conscious. Because if we don't right. become conscious, how can we stop? Right. Right. We have to understand this better. We have yeah. to become more conscious of this. Yeah, you're, you're corrected a very good thing, Claudia. It's not about stopping. It's about yeah. seeing more. The, the, this Norwegian wants to stop things. So uh, what Bush did with this, the, this new law, this... Uh, the the home, Homeland Security yeah, bill. Yeah, he wanted to stop. Everybody who wants Act. to stop things they they produce destruction so we want to conscientize because a conscious person is is free is liberated yes not stopping but seeing yeah. more deeply yeah it is very important that we have this uh, consciousness that you're bringing to us on this program every week you know in the study of the fi- psychic life of the human being the first cause for all economic social environmental problems for all types is a psychological cause. It's something that's inside. So this is a study that all people should do. Not only psychoanalysts and psychologists and psychiatrists, but what we're trying to do in our program is to is to help us understand that the human being's neurosis, madness even, the problems that are within each one of us and inside every citizen need to be understood. As we're talking about today and looking at the situation in Norway and with uh, Amy Winehouse, these things have relationships to us, too, internally. So each of us should uh, try to look at the primal causes for problems in our lives and try to look at these things in terms of the situation in humanity. I want to invite you to that we have a number of resources for you on our website at uh, healingthroughconsciousness.com. My email, joneshealing at gmail.com, is important for you too. We have a reading group every Tuesday evening that uh, I could invite some of you to. If you're listening and interested in learning more about what we do, we have a free reading group on Tuesday evenings. And you can let me know if you're interested in that. I'll get you the information about it. Joneshealing at gmail.com. This question that we're dealing with in our society today of the false economy falling apart, of the arrogance of the human being, these really need to be understood better. And I don't know anybody who's developing that science as much as is Norberto Kepi. So we, we need to see that the, the, the process that's falling apart here, the economic process, the economic system that's falling apart, is not the real economy. It's the fictitious society that's crumbling, not the authentic one. Uh, it's it's the, uh, the buying and selling of materials... The, the economy that's produced by work, that's the real economy. And so what's falling apart is the, is the thing of speculation, not exactly the central economy, it's the Wall Street economy, which is a financial process, but this is falling apart, the process that only existed on paper. All these companies that play the stock market thought they would make fabulous profits, but this was only on paper. This is collapsing now all around us. And I really hope that we can begin to understand that and see that better. And I really hope that our program can help you in understanding that a little bit better. My name is Richard Lloyd-Jones. Uh, I am the host, along with Claudia Bernhard Pacheco, of our program, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. It is always great to have you along with us, and I hope you'll be with us again next week on the Positive World Radio Network, through iTunes, and on our site, healingthroughconsciousness.com. Bye for now. <laughs>